0: This is the Timber and Steel Podcast. Here we take on topics ranging from fitness, nutrition, and mindset, and we make them relevant to regular people just like us. So sit back, relax, and I hope you learned something. Morning, Jenny.
1: Hey, Clayton. How's it going?
0: Uh, it's, it's, it's good. It's good. It's, uh, yeah. It's, it's Friday morning. I woke up well. And rested, yeah. and I had some eggs, and some coffee, as I do. I'm I'm doing I'm doing well. How are you today?
1: Um, it's cold.
0: It is. Uh, I think I think I've heard you say the phrase "was it cold as balls." Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's yeah. al- it's always can like confused me because generally that's warm, but uh, but you know whatever. Yeah. It's uh it's, mm-hmm. it's a Jennyism that's it's stuck there, in my have, head. I have a lot of those. Yeah, it's good. It's good. Uh,
1: well, I thought we could talk about stress today.
0: I uh, would love to talk about stress. Stress is um, everywhere.
1: Stress is everywhere. It's inevitable.
0: It it is inevitable. I like. A dead air. That's not good for, for a podcast. I should talk. Um, <laughs> so, like, I think, yes, it's inevitable. But what I've noticed from just watching people and carrying, like, as this overarching, like, 3,000-foot view of people's health and fitness over the last decade, that a lot of the stress that we have in our lives isn't necessary. So there there's the stuff that's like, yeah, this is part of life. Mm-hmm. And then there's the part of, is, that is like... We volunteer for like we put ourselves and we pile on and then there's this other part this other kind of category of it that's like it's what our american culture has baked into it that is like part of the rat race of of life keeping up with the joneses doing all doing doing the social media thing with like putting way too much importance on on that sort of stuff like the stuff that seeps into our culture as important and adds stress to our lives that then um, doesn't really need to be there, but as a culture, we've made it such a priority that it just kind of stays there anyway. Yeah. So, yeah. so yes, it's, it's inevitable.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, let's start with, I w- I would love to hear what you define when we're talking about this. What do you think stress is as a, as a whole? So when, when you, when you're saying stress, what, what are you referring to?
0: I'm referring to anything that is putting um, a demand on our central nervous system. Yes. So, and that, like, I mean, walking down the street is putting a demand on our central nervous system. There is stress in that um, to to some degree. But so, our, let's maybe define the central nervous system. Right, brain spinal column the thing that runs right down the middle of us um so there are things like like walking that are very simple and maybe don't depending on our fitness level don't actually stress our central nervous system very much but for some people that could be stressful for the central nervous system so it could be physical exercise movement whatnot um but uh, i think for most people it comes as things that, um, like responsibilities, things that we have to deal with emotionally, mentally, that um, just keep piling up and piling up and we feel like we're constantly trying to juggle things or we don't have enough space in our life to do the things that are being asked of us. Um, Anyway, but yeah, it all comes down to kind of a, a, some sort of draw on our central nervous system would be kind of how I would find that.
1: Yeah, something is, You know, I was, as I was reading through this today, reading and prepping for today, I was looking at one definition was simple as, um, a response that your body has to something either mentally or physically outside of your control. Yeah. And then how, and it can be both positive and negative, yeah, Like you were breaking it down, like something positive mm-hmm. could be like a wedding. Yeah. We have multiple athletes here that are prepping for their wedding. Mm-hmm. They are stressed. Mm-hmm. But it's great stress for them. Yeah, And then there's negative stress. And that's when we can be dealing with illness, sickness, deaths in families, mm-hmm. all those components. Yeah. Yeah. So um, breaking it down into those two categories. Um, I guess one of the things that I always is how can we how can we try to avoid like you were saying everybody's a little bit different and the societal standards and how those things get in but what is what are some ways that we could try to encourage people or even how do you try to avoid some of your stress
0: yeah i think um that's a good question i think some of that um i think like we could talk about how um but I think it would also like, yes. Oh, we should also talk about why. Like, why would it be oh, yeah. that important yeah, to, yeah, to yeah. avoid avoid stress? But we let's let's we'll circle back to that. Um, so, I like to put things like ways I try to avoid stress. And there's this is kind of a one of the ways that I do it. But I try to categorize the the demands on my life into three categories. There are things that are my responsibility. To take care of like my children they are my responsibility i've i signed up to have those so they are my responsibility it's the right thing to do to take care of them um there are things that are joys things that i love to do things like sitting down having a conversation with somebody a good cup of coffee you know going for a walk watching a good movie like think like those sorts of things um, and then there's, and I don't usually have too much stress about either of those two things. But it's when this third category gets bigger that it adds more stress to my life. And those are obligations, things that other people ask of me. And then I just, I feel obligated to do. And I say it could be other people as individuals, or it could be other people as society saying that I need to be active on Instagram and post all the time. That's because that's how I'm going to grow my coaching business or like whatever. Like I've got to do, got to jump through these hoops. Um, and those things aren't like, it's not really my responsibility. I don't need to do that. It doesn't bring me joy. And so by limiting those things that I allow as obligations into my life, um, is one of the ways that I keep, try to keep like my, my stress down. Um, but anyway, that's, that's one of the ways that I do it. Do you have any like go-to things or, like systems for your life that, that work?
1: Oh, um, I, I don't have them categories like you do, but I do have like, what are my, you know, what are my priorities? Mm-hmm. My, my husband and my dogs mm-hmm. and my family mm-hmm. are my top priorities. So And one thing that has come lower on the list is myself. Mm. So really trying to transition some of that thinking that if I am not giving enough of myself, if I'm giving too much of myself to everybody else, I can't take care of myself. And that leads to stress. So trying to first and foremost put myself top and then my priorities are my family. Mm -hmm. And then, you know... Uh, my jobs are very important to me, so mm-hmm. trying to put both of those, but not make them so high on my list okay. that I forget who I am, mm-hmm. because I think that's a lot of the problem that we see with these stressors is um, people forget how to say no. Yeah, and that you know I see over and over again is learn how to say no. Yeah. The shortest word in the English language is no. Yeah. But we forget how to because of like you were saying society and mm-hmm. all these obligations that are put on us. Like how do you just easily say no? Yeah. But we have been taught that no is sometimes not okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah, we get the 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 pressure of like no, like I mean, when you say no to someone, like they're bound to be disappointed, because yeah. right. And we, like, I don't want to disappoint somebody. I don't want right. to make somebody think less of me because I'm not willing to do what they asked. And so, we keep just saying yes, yes, yes to stuff, and yeah, it gets it gets overwhelming. It does for get sure. so overwhelming. Let's let's take a step back and talk about like. So this is a health and fitness mindset, yeah, kind of podcast. Why I are can't... we Why are we talking about stress? Why Why is that in, important in that arena?
1: Well, that's that's what I wanted we wanted to go back to is that why so Mm -hmm. why is it so important for us to cut back our stress
0: well um if so stress like you said started out with it's inevitable it is part of life we there are some stresses that we can avoid some some that we can't it's it's inevitable um if we live in a state of constant stress that is at a certain level we get to a state called distress right and that can have a lot of negative effects on our on our body on our health in a lot of different ways some of it is directly resulted to stress like stress can like kind of be categorized as um, your body being if you get to that distress thing kind of being in that fight or flight mode a Mm -hmm. lot Mm -hmm. and so like that can have a direct result in like elevated cortisol levels in your body higher hormone levels than than maybe you should and that can impact like if things are out of balance that's just going to make you not feel as great as you should but then like because of that there's a lot of trickle down stuff like maybe you're mulling over things at night and you're not sleeping well because of stress and then that means that you're like cognitively like a couple of days of poor sleep and you're all messed up and your body's ability to like deal with insulin as well is is hindered because of because of that. And so like it just snowballs add and then you have more nutritional issues that are going to lead to like more problems down the line and like there's a lot of things that are connected, but a lot of it stems from this inability to deal with the stress that we have
1: absolutely i was just thinking that that you know you have that lack of sleep and then you don't put your nutrition first and we hear it all the time well i haven't been eating great and then then there's that shame and the guilt that comes mm-hmm. with that i'm not eating great so that adds stressors yeah. to people's lives and what you and i end up seeing with lack of sleep lack of nutrition is then people not wanting to move their bodies or feeling so stressed that they feel like they can't physically come into the gym.
0: Yeah. Or they come into the gym and they're like, they're a little bit, maybe they're someone that's kind of concerned about performance and yeah. maybe it's a repeat workout and they want to see themselves do better and they don't do anywhere near as better. And they start beating themselves up about that. Well, it's like, here's all the lifestyle things that led up to this, to why maybe you didn't do as well on this workout as you'd hoped. A lot of that stuff is maybe connected to stress. But now you're stressing out about the fact that you didn't do as well as you thought you should. And so now you've added even more stress. And so it's just a, a downward spiral. So it's super important to learn how to manage our stress.
1: And you and I have both said this. Multiple times to athletes, we've even said it to each other as coach and athlete that we know when people are stressed out Mm -hmm. and we get so proud that people still show up to the gym. But people don't understand that even that step to coming in is Mm -hmm. huge. Yeah. And we try to give permission to scale and reduce the effort on the workout Mm -hmm. just to move their body but we've all seen it. Yeah. That, yeah, that workout does add extra stress, but Mm -hmm. coming into the gym, just getting your foot through the door is such huge progress.
0: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So we talked a little bit about like some of the things that I do to kind of categorize things. So I know maybe to, to avoid some of those things that are stressors Mm -hmm. for me, some of those things can't be avoided, but some of them can. You talked about like setting your priorities yep. and stuff. But what about the things that like we can't avoid to kind of whittle our stressors out? How, what are some things that you do to deal with the stress that you do have that you can't avoid?
1: Well, I think that goes back to um, putting myself as a priority. Okay. And I know that for myself, adequate sleep moving my body nutrition and having some outlets are going mm-hmm. to be how I manage that all the time stress. Yeah. And if I don't have those times, that's when I feel it ramping up and mm-hmm. potentially getting into a danger zone. So, it's really setting it's setting boundaries.
0: Okay. What are some of your outlets? What like if you feel good sharing? Well, here, coming okay. in, okay.
1: moving, um, you had mentioned it, having quality quality time with people. Yeah. I love having good conversations, good cups of coffee, quiet time, mm-hmm. just quiet time, snuggling with my dogs, reading. I've been into books, but really, uh, and creativity. Okay. I, I like to have a little bit of a creativity side. Yeah. Sometimes that's in the kitchen, sometimes that's painting, but a couple... I have to have different realms to help manage different parts of stress. Yeah. And I think that's also, um, you have to have different ways to manage different things. Mm
0: -hmm. For sure. Something that I I used to do more than I do now um, was I'd get up early and journal and have some quiet time read and just like have some moment to myself to just process my thinking and write stuff down and just kind of empty because a lot of stuff the stress that we've I I find for myself is just the stuff that I'm trying to keep in my head. Um and it's just those mental cycles that are going around and around. If I can get them out of my head it kind of unloads me a little bit. But lately as I've as I've aged I don't sleep as well as I used to. Mm. Um but there's a correlation between that and my nutrition and I know that so it's that's constantly a, a balance i'm working on but so then i end up putting the priority on well i could get up early but i've only gotten 4 hours of sleep tonight so i'm going to go ahead and sleep in try to sleep in and get a little bit more sleep because that like is truly helpful physiologically for my body to to recover and, and be rested but um but yeah if you if you have the i at least i find that quiet time just on not even every day but a few times a week is hugely helpful for me for dealing with the existing stress that I have
1: and when we're saying quiet time what what is a period of time for you
0: so like I can half an hour yeah is is enough if I can get more than that that's great but yeah. sometimes my attention span doesn't like I get distracted and end up wanting to work or something but yeah I think a half an hour is a good
1: The reason I ask is because I hear so many people say, I don't have time for quiet time. Mm -hmm. And that's not something that we're saying hours, because we, Mm. we totally, both of us totally get it. Yeah. But even those 10 minutes of downtime that you get to, you know, talk to your spouse, that you go back and forth, that you each get 10 to 15 minutes of that quiet time. So you can kind of rest your brain a little bit.
0: Yeah yeah I, I usually when i do it i get up early before my kids get up um because they like, they get up at the same time roughly every day because we yeah. we get them out of bed except the days that i get up to do that and then they hear me or something and then they're <laughs> immediately right out there and um it never goes as, as planned but uh that's everything with kids <laughs> and it's fine so you mentioned that um like you use movement as a way to de-stress yeah. um, and, and deal, deal with stress. I think that's great. What are some of the benefits of using exercise to, to deal with stress?
1: A lot of it is that it preps me for doing hard things. Okay. Uh, so when I'm in here and we're doing a workout that I don't think I can do. We've all had those workouts. Yeah. I don't think I can do this. And then I get through it. And I'm like, huh, I did a hard thing. Yeah. That prepares me for other things in life. And I think just like proving to myself and giving myself that little boost of confidence of I can do hard things. Yeah. But also on the flip side, I can feel some of that tightness that I hold in my joints and in my brain Mm -hmm. and like in my heart. I know that sounds corny. But in there, like, just melt away. There's something about, like, tossing a barbell around yeah. that's like, whew, okay, there, yeah. goes, there goes that little mm-hmm. bit of stress. And that continuous pattern, knowing my body feels good, my brain feels better, is yeah. what helps me show yeah. up.
0: So you've got, like, a an aspect of this long-term kind of preemptive is the fact that you're coming in here, teaching yourself that you can handle difficult things so that yeah. when other difficult things come up outside of the gym, you have some confidence in them being able to knowing that you're going to, you're going to survive this. you are yeah. going to make through yeah. this stressful time. Um, but then there's like stuff that's like that day, that moment, it's also helping for that, so it's got long-term and short-term short-term benefits. Some of the stuff you're talking about, I think may be due, somewhat due to the endorphin release that comes yeah. from working out, and I think that's the thing that um, some people are aware of, maybe a lot of people aren't, but a good hard workout is a great way to reduce, or not to, re- well, to reduce stress through increasing endorphins, and kind of releasing those into our body, and it, it feels good. Every once in a while, like sometimes I get, like I've got a problem to solve, and I can't quite like think, As a business owner, like trying to solve things, and like I can't get my brain wrapped around something, I find that if I like go out to the gym floor and I do fifty burpees as fast and hard as I can, that like the solution presents itself. (laughs) Like there's something about just throwing yourself into that, just like let your brain start working a little bit differently, releases some of those endorphins, and like the. The problem I'm trying to solve seems much smaller and and easier to easier to handle.
1: Yeah, when you're when you're doing 50 burpees, that that's a problem in itself. <laughs> it it is, it is,
0: and it it like if you're trying to really push yourself, like it it definitely takes your brain into a different space, and like it makes all the other things seem like oh, this is yeah, this is totally doable. We, can, we can solve this sort of stuff. Yep. Um, what about and and there was a time. A couple of years ago where, um, like stress was so much for you yeah. that while movement was good, hard workouts maybe weren't. Um, so there's like, could you talk a little bit about it? like, why, why was that? Cause we, we talked a lot about that at the time, but why did that end up being like a great way to, to move, but maybe not push yourself super hard?
1: This is one of my favorite Clayton and Jenny stories Um, when you were coaching me. Mm -hmm. And I will never forget this moment because it completely changed my approach to CrossFit. So uh, what Clayton is referring to is a couple years ago when I was working the front line of COVID and gyms had opened back up. So I was able to still come in and uh, I needed to come in. Because what I was seeing in hospitals, when I say frontline, I meant I was working in a hospital, uh, was traumatizing to me. And I had a very hard time processing it. Mm -hmm. But then I would try to come in here and try to perform. But I was lacking all the things we were saying. Nutrition, sleep, even the ability to process things. So Mm -hmm. there was one workout Gosh, it was thrusters and pull-ups. And I think it was for time, 50 of each. Mm -hmm. And I remember you looking at me and saying, how are we doing today? And I just welded up in tears. And you just said, okay, you're doing a 15-pound bar today. And you're going to go as hard as you can. And I cried through that entire workout. And I remember that release during that time. Mm That I just cried tears over thrusters, but my brain felt so much better. Mm -hmm. I needed that cry. Yeah. And that was a pivotal point that it made me really realize that I can come in and I can move. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's not going to be how it's prescribed on the board, but I am a much better human when I get movement. Yeah. And... That was what kept me coming yeah. every day here. Mm-hmm. Is I'd come, show up, mm-hmm. release all of that before I would go work in the hospital. Yeah, and I was able to manage stress a heck of a lot more. Yeah, than before then.
0: Yeah, um, and I, I remember that. It was it was awesome because you were able to like really embrace. Not just the scaling of like I need to modify this to try to get like the desired stimulus out of the mm-hmm. workout, but like what is what does the Jenny can handle right now? Yeah. what is it that Jenny needs right now because here we have a long term view of fitness it's like i'm yes, if everything's great, I want you to hit the workout hard today, but if everything's not great, I want you to be able to to live, survive, and thrive for tomorrow but not just for tomorrow for next week and next month and next year and the next decade so what are we going to do today that's going to allow you to be a fitter person in 10 years not just like focusing on the day that that's in front of in front of us and so giving you that kind of permission and allowing you to do that was i think was awesome for you and yeah. that was that was good the other thing that i that we had these conversations about was that there was like that you were living in this highly fight or flight yeah. sort of sort of thing and so there were days where like i didn't want we didn't want you to push hard mm-hmm. like you maybe did that work out light and hard and fast and that felt good and there were days where that was like the right thing to do but maybe there are days where stress is so much that coming in here and doing a workout at all with high intensity is maybe just because you were in such a depleted state Mm -hmm. that adding that physical stress stressor on top of it was more than what would be healthy for your body. Yeah. So, so having you just come, you know what, you're just going to go as slow as you want. Just move your body today to help kind of just feel better and then you know we'll just keep taking a day at a time mm-hmm. and th- we'll get past this at some point but
1: yeah because when when we do come into these workouts some of these workouts do add stress to us mm-hmm. and it does put us into fight or flight and because we either want to go aggressive mm-hmm. fight it or really sandbag it yeah and when you're in that sense of fight or flight all the time and then we're adding more to it when you come in, It's not fun. And that's when we see people stop coming in yeah. because they're stressed about coming in. Yeah. So really giving athletes and each other permission to take it easy. Mm-hmm. You can still move and feel good and just take it down a notch and still feel great yeah. after accomplishing something.
0: Yeah if everything is like if your world is turned upside down, yes, keep moving. Uh Yes. Keep coming into the gym with your community, connect with the people that care about you and move your body. But the last thing that should be on your mind is pursuing the extreme of human performance. Like you are not a recent example, like a a phrase that I heard recently. And it um, was like this idea of everybody wants to climb Everest, but nobody's like prepared to get to base camp like before you can do the extreme stuff you got to get like just the basics done and most people can't get the like the basics and so if you're at a place where like life has turned you upside down and things are super stressful then like i mean adding more to that you're not starting from a solid foundation Mm -hmm. you're not going to be doing the best thing for you long term in the way of your health and fitness so um yeah. There's uh something you mentioned, people being too stressed to like to come in. Yeah. And and feeling like that. Yeah. Um what what would you say to someone that's like I'm I'm too stressed to come in? I got too much going on. I got I can't I can't handle it.
1: Well, I guess we would start, I I think I would check in with them as um, that, uh, okay, I'm thinking about one athlete that we have that is stressed all, she's stressed all the time. And when she says she can't come in, I ask her, what does that mean? Mm Mm-hmm what does that really mean to you? And then I try to find the basis of that Mm -hmm. response. And then usually that makes a person click that, okay, I could make time for an hour for myself. Mm -hmm. And even if that is too much, we try to figure out a different way on, can they move their body? Mm -hmm. Maybe we need to switch to like, maybe some at home movement for a little bit. But Really, when someone says, I'm too stressed to come in, it makes them pause and think, what do I need to change to help this make it be a priority?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, so this goes back, I think, full circle to kind of where we started with the immense amount of things that can be stress in our life. Yeah. And if you get to the point where you are so stressed and you are so spread so thin that you can't take an hour for yourself to get in some exercise, um, then that means that there's something somewhere that you're not protecting well enough. Mm -hmm. Like you're allowing too many things to have control of your time and attention. Yep. And that may be difficult for people to hear, like, oh, but I'll, you know, I'll disappoint people. Like I've got, and I totally get that. Like, I, I totally get it. But like you said, we've got to say no sometimes. We've got to learn how to do that. And so if you feel that way, like, yes, we, we're going to try our best to try to get somebody to come into the gym or to get some movement in. But the bigger thing is like, okay, you need to take a step back and start looking at the things that are in your life, where where are your priorities? Kind of like where, what you were talking about. Like, Are those, is your health and fitness a priority? If it is, then it needs to come before some of these other things. Some of these other things that maybe you're doing for other people that maybe don't need to be done. They just asked you to, or you volunteered because they needed help from somebody, anybody. Want anybody want to help me? Sure, I can. Like those sorts of things. Um, so we have to take that and really do some hard work and start to remove those sorts of things and, and set boundaries.
1: And I, and I love what you had said before. It's not about today. Mm -hmm. It's not about tomorrow. It's about next week and months and decades from now. And if we continuously put ourselves on the back burner for a priority we're not going to have decades.
0: No, you won't be around to enjoy it.
1: Correct. So, if movement and sleep and fuel is part of your priority for yourself, that's that's when we're going to see that meter move.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. And it's, I mean, all this stuff we talked about nutrition. We talked about sleep. We talked about all this stuff. We talked about movement um, being all connected to stress and. As we have more conversations i'm sure we'll this will come up more and more is that all of this stuff is connected, and they don't like we can work on them individually, but sometimes when we move the um i've heard a a analogy that like like they're dials they're knobs mm-hmm. and you can adjust the knobs and um And turn them up and and turn them down based on like what kind of capacity you have at that moment. Like, you can put a little bit more effort into your nutrition or whatnot. But, uh, but what I think where that like, I like that analogy, except for that sometimes, like, if you turn up the nutrition knob, the fitness knob will also go up on its own without you turning it up. So, there's a whole lot of, um, cross connection here like if you put some more emphasis on sleeping and providing time for sleep you might find that you your brain is more recovered and more capable of handling the stress that you have on a regular basis Um, while working on other ways while you're awake to reduce your stress can help you sleep better Mm -hmm. like anyway so not to belabor that point but uh yeah i think that there's a lot of uh, things we should be paying attention to instead of just focusing on the thing right in front of us all the all the things that are connected to it
1: all the moving parts
0: yeah that was great jenny thank you yeah thank you let's do this again sometime
1: okay sounds good